Blog Talk Radio. Love abounds all around, and we'll be speaking to that in just a moment. 
This is your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am the founder and CEO of the Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing the basic necessities of life to underprivileged children. I am also a reconnective healing practitioner, certified vibrational sound therapist, and positive psychology and energy psychology practitioner at Quantum Wellness Center, my private practice located in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer free of charge and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. My guest, Trenace Rose, has joined us before here at Energy Awareness Radio, and we are so very fortunate to have her back. Trenace was introduced to Transcendental Meditation at age 16 and has been active in the science of yoga as a spiritual practice for the last 25 years. While she was reading Paramahansa Yogananda's book, The Second Coming of Christ, a seed for her new book was planted and blossomed into form through six years of research, solitude, and ongoing meditation. With a university curriculum of English, modern drama, and Shakespeare courses completed in England, and a BA degree from USC, at age 20, she was granted membership to the Screen Actors Guild in Hollywood and honored with various awards for lyrics and songwriting at the Nashville Song Festival and creative writing at the Santa Barbara Writers Convention. So along with that, she's serving as project facilitator for the mindfulness program at Scripps Center for Integrative Medicine in La Jolla. Her fields of study continued, including the Tao, Qigong, Buddhism, shamanism, holistic and naturopathic medicine, nutritional healing, animal and marine mammal communication, energetic healing, the hemi-sync method, astral travel, and so many others. Trenace is the author of Akashic Alphabet, the winner of the Gold Pinnacle Book Awards, Summer 2014, in the spiritual category, as well as winner of the Gold Living Now Spirit Award, 2014, an Outstanding Book of the Year, and Publishers Weekly Noteworthy Books for 2015. That's what we were talking about the last time she was here, and I'm sure we're going to touch on that again. So welcome back to the show, Trenace. Thank you so very much for taking time to join us yet again here at Energy Awareness Radio. So how are you being? <laughs> I'm wonderful, T, and, and, I, and it's a pleasure to be here with you today. Oh, thank you so much. You know, it has been two years since you were here last, and you I have know. a lot to share. Yeah. Yes. And since since it is the very first day of, you know, the the month of love, I thought perhaps we could start by talking about relationship love and how inspiring one another creates a powerful energy vortex. Is that a good place to start? Do you think that would be that would be just perfect? I have uh, I have drawn up several samples of um, uh, spiritual views on sacred love, and I thought maybe we could discuss. Uh, all three of these a little bit and then we could talk about uh, the five simple steps I've created to creating a sacred love vortex between two people I love that idea let's do that <laughs> okay okay um, shall we let's let's just touch on on Buddhist teachings to begin um, the, the Dalai Lama says that love and compassion are necessities not luxuries 
and that and that this is standard and without them humanity can, cannot survive what he says love is not he says love is not clinging lust confusion neediness fear grasping these are all considered expressions of bondage and limitation rather mm. what love is is loving kindness compassion appreciative joy and equanimity being calm even tempered and composed so we all have human frailty and it is very important i think to forgive ourselves periodically for not being as perfect as we might envision ourselves to be and it's helpful uh, every so often i think to stop and ask ask yourself if any of these above things apply to you and if they do by meditating and vowing to release all these things that no longer serve you. So this this strengthens you and increases your awareness on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And I know it's easier I, said than done, but um, yeah. this, it's a simple thing to do. It's so simple to do it. It's just a focusing. You know, it's putting your focus and meditating and then um, asking, asking to let go of anything that is no longer serving you and this is this is so so important because we tend to gather things i think subconsciously you and, know and they can accumulate and hold and on to them not, and yeah. not even thinking about it you know yeah yeah it's just there we hold on to them and we don't even realize it and that co- that creates resistance and blocks and then nothing else can occur exactly exactly and mm-hmm. Um, another view is uh, unificationism, which which I hadn't heard that term before, but it's a beautiful, simple concept, which is that the central value in human life, which we may term true love, means that which seeks the best for others and the betterment of human life in all its dimensions. So true true love is selfless, giving without thought of a return, and you know that that line is used in many wedding vows and it has been for for hundreds of years you know love is selfless love is kind but do we really think about that and 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 the weight of it because selflessness is absolutely crucial and not only is it crucial for success in love but but it it is um it's just vital to our own sense of well-being because of the the enormity of rewards that that we reap when we practice selflessness. You ever notice how wonderful you feel when you give a gift or do something for someone and you you know how happy they are and how blessed they feel and how that makes you feel. You know, it's amazing that that symbiotic effect. And the fact that you know, you have to love you first. That has to come from within. So many people are seeking freedom, and they're looking for freedom, thinking, well, if I just leave the house or move away, that's running away from home. Freedom is loving yourself and knowing that all that you're doing to serve others and yourself is for the greater good. That's the freedom people are looking for. They think they're looking for almost a physical freedom to, like, get, get out of their own way. That's not yes. what it is. It's no. the love of self Yes, and it's being God-centered, you know. It's, yes. it's being in touch with that God-centered part of yourself, knowing that you're one with the Creator. Yep. And that's so empowering, you know. Very empowering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think so a, people have a, a tough time with that. Yes, yes. These are not easy things. They're simple, simple bits of wisdom, you know, but they are so vitally important for us. 
And um, a third one, a third uh, uh, example might be from the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda, who is one of my most favorite beings. Mm-hmm. Um, Paramahansa Yogananda, as you know, founded Self-Realization Fellowship. Right. Um, he describes spiritual marriage as unity with the physical, mental, and spiritual plane. So he think, he believed that if we attract others by spiritual magnetism, then we will meet our true soul companion. That an ideal human marriage is the communion of two souls, both finding the highest communion in God. So if we, if we took an analogy that two halves form a whole, this spiritual mm-hmm. marriage would consist of two halves, the feminine force or the feeling force, uniting with the masculine force or the reasoning force to become whole and in complete oneness with God. And I, I, I do notice that when we are attracted to someone who shares a similar path, a belief system, things flow so much more easily and smoothly. It's so much easier. Do you, do you agree? Oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt. Because <laughs> it's such a bonding thing. It's such a bonding yeah. Because rather than looking, looking at each other, you're, you're, rather you're looking out through the same lens together out at life. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Um, and I think that you're observing the other person's soul and working with them on a soul level. You know, so many times, sometimes my clients will say they're looking for more intimacy, and, and they don't mean physicality. They mean, and I tell them this, I don't think you're talking about, you know, you can have an intimate relationship with many, 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 many people, and we're not talking about it being physical. It's being able right. to speak with someone and have them understand on a soul level. You look in their eyes and you're seeing their soul. That's the compassion. That's the compa- uh, kindness. That's the love. That's the intimacy we should have with everyone. Don't you agree? That's so, so true. And the phrase in yoga, namaste, you know, means yes. I see or I acknowledge the divine in you. So in, in essence, you're saying I see the God in you and I recognize it. And, 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 you meet, and we're meeting on that, on that plane. Yes. And so when, you, when you have two people recognizing that with, with each other, then it, it 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 reverberates, you know, and it's and it can crescendo you into much higher levels. So mm-hmm. it's very very special, I think. It is, I, and, yeah. and we can reorient our mind so our mind so that we seek to be the one rather than trying to find the one. You know that phrase that's been circulated in recent years: "Be the change you wish to see." This can yes. be a in the same way to love, you know, seek to be the one, not just find the one. So you walk the walk, and then you will attract in that similar vibration, that's that similar energy. It's so beautiful. That's, it is beautiful. That's it's so true. I just had someone ask me the other day about you know, finding her passion and and what can she do about it. And I said, just be. You have to be in the present moment, and don't. It's not up to us to figure out how to get things. It's up to us to be what we genuinely are in every moment and find your passion within what you're doing. And soon, when you start to do that, all of a sudden things will come to you. You will be in flow and you'll be doing exactly what you signed up to do here and you will be happy. 
So true, so true. Because when you put out that energy, it comes back to you, you know, magnified tenfold. It's just yep. amazing how that works. Amazing. Um, do you, would you like me to talk about uh, the five simple steps to create? Sure, a, absolutely, a, yes. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the word vortex for a minute, um, because not everyone might know what a vortex is. A vortex, right. um, it's a massive energy with, with a whirling or circular kind of motion that tends to form a vacuum in the center of the circle, drawing the energies, the whirling energy, into the center. So when we apply this to a, a sacred love vortex between two people, it can be defined as, these are my words, it can be defined as a, a swirling, reverberating, endless circle of love moving inward and upward, aligning with source energy. So you can imagine what this means in terms of energetics. What it means is when two people are on a vibration and exchanging intentions, it creates this energetic field that is swirling around them and between them, and, it's, and, and, it, and, it, is, and it is emanating out from their bodies and then upward out into the universe infinitely, uh, it knows no bounds, which means that it's limitless, which means that what you can attain together is limitless. There are no bounds. And it's such an exciting, it's such an exciting concept. Um, let's talk about the groundwork for the five steps. Just the, there's five simple things that we can do uh, uh, in a relation, for, for those who are in a, a romantic relationship right now. Um, I think probably the first key thing, is to meditate daily together, even if it's just for five minutes. Mm -hmm. We can close our eyes and connect with our higher power, giving sincere, loving thanks for each other and for just being alive in that moment, which is that's very deep, you know, just yeah, being alive. Very deep. You know? Then the second thing is, you softly gaze into each other's eyes and you witness the divine in each other, as we were just discussing a moment ago. You, you sit there for a moment or two and you see the God in each other's eyes. This can be a very, very meaningful little exercise. and it, it, It's so, so special. The third thing is to take a turn asking, how can I bring joy to your life today? and then with each person answering the other. And the fourth thing is to each commit to each other to be the best you can be with kindness and constructive support in work and in play. The fifth thing is to each commit to inspire each other daily, even if it's just one simple thing to inspire the person on that level. So, what happens when we do this groundwork is this. When, the two, when two people are meditating, the souls are brought into the same or similar vibration, and it creates a, a symbiosis with each other. And while they're giving thanks, both begin eliciting a gratitude vibration back and forth, which brings more and more of the same. So what, in essence, it increases your appreciation of each other uh, on an energetic level. The second thing, when gazing into each other's eyes, 
um, and acknowledging the divine love reflected, it brings you into that vibration of the God energy and the God-centered consciousness, enabling you to know that you are one with the divine and that you are part of something far greater than yourselves. And this is very awe-inspiring, just just that very simple mm-hmm. thing. You know, very, very simple thing. And, and, I, and it's okay when two people do this and have never done this before to laugh. Because they will. <laughs> it's, oh, you know, absolutely. People do. They, yeah. It can like, be even is, a little bit uncomfortable sometimes yeah. because we're often well, not, yeah. accustomed, we're not accustomed to doing something of, of such a sacred nature as this, you know. But it's so beautiful, and it's not meant to be done with a heavy energy. This is with right. light energy and the purest light and love imaginable with only um, the highest, most beautiful thoughts for the other person. So... Um, you can you can be children, you know, when you're doing it. Um, and I think that too, if if people have trouble doing that, then maybe on a daily basis they can learn to when you speak to anyone, even if it's just to say, well, not just because it's a huge prayer, but even when you give thanks to someone, thank you, you know, a waiter, yeah. a clerk, or whatever, look in their eyes. You will That's get right. used to looking at someone's eyes because then you're really giving thanks instead of throwing the thanks behind you. Thank you. That's not thanks. The serious or the, the, the significant thanks is the one, the most sincere, is when you look in the person's eyes and you feel it. You have to feel it. If you don't feel it, you're just, you know, you're being wrote. You're just saying words. That's a very important point. And also that we can not do these things just with each other, but we can do these things with, with all living beings around us. Yes. With, 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 with other human beings with friends, with people we don't even know, like you're saying, in a store, in a restaurant, wherever. This expands out, and it expands your consciousness and awareness the more you practice this. We can do it with you know animals. What? We can do it yeah, with animals, I was just gonna trees, say. Yeah. water. We can do yes. it with the spirit in everything, you know, and when it creates you, a liberating effect. When you do it with an animal, with your pet, the connection is unreal because they have unconditional love. People have conditions on love, or we wouldn't have divorces. There are conditions on love. And quite frankly, the only way that there isn't inhumanity is probably parent to child, and then even sometimes that doesn't work. That you know There is not love there. But for the most part, most parents truly love their children would almost give their life for their kid. It's unconditional. The kid can do no wrong. However... When you're dealing with animals, it's totally unconditional. There's never a question. They look at you with such love, and maybe they don't speak English, but you can speak with them on that level. I firmly believe that. I, I know I've done it. Oh, yes, you have. And um, just while you're mentioning that, um, I recently took a three-day workshop with a, a company called Healing Touch for Animals, and they're based out of Boulder, T, and, and they're opening uh, workshops all over the country now. And uh, it's wondrous. They they uh, give you a talk on Friday, and then you work with small animals the first day, all day, and then you work with large animals the second day, like horses. And uh, you employ these wondrous energetic healing techniques. And what's amazing is that you get to see the results, and you receive affirmation about what you're doing, that it's working because of the animal's responses and their behavior. And it truly, mm-hmm. it's 
remarkable. It takes several years to get certified, but then one can actually become what's called an HTA or healing touch practitioner with animals. There's also courses that you can work with humans in hospitals, you know, ill people and so forth. Yep. But it's it's a it's a beautiful beautiful uh, theology. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yes, because you learn you're 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 merging with the animal spirit so that you're feeling what the animal's feeling and it goes from there. And I think you might enjoy that too. Very special. Yeah. I, yes, and quite frankly, sometimes it's like, you know, I'm not really caring for people today. Animals are <laughs> I take the Betty White approach. You know, animals are much nicer to deal with. <laughs> oh, they are they are so remarkable. I've always felt a kindredship with animals. When I was a yeah. child I I remember being in the supermarket one time with my father, and we walked by the lobster tank, and I felt this overwhelming sense of sadness and depression. And I mm. didn't realize at the time, um, but I was—I um, think I was empathetically picking up the feelings of the lobsters in that tank, you know. And Probably. It, that sounds like a silly thing, but yeah. um, you know, we we have the power to to um, to develop that awareness, of that empathy, with not only animals but with each other and with with all beings, mm-hmm. you know, and and Mother and, Earth, and our skies and our gardens and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, just look at everything through the eyes of appreciation to start, and then when you are interacting with people and things may begin to get a little negative or whatever, you can really look at the person and realize that it's okay. I can cut them some slack because they don't know yet. We're all ahead of someone in the world, and we're all behind someone in the world. Not, we're not better. We're just at a different place. So some people will know more, and we can gain wisdom from them, and other people will know less, and we can give wisdom to them. And that's pretty much our job, to share and help people grow and realize whatever level you are at, wherever you are, there's going to be somebody who's not reached that level yet, and you need to cut them slack and try to help to bring them along. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do, and also I feel that people who are not on a, a similar vibration or who maybe haven't been around as many times or who, mm-hmm. who are not quite as evolved, or whatever it is, and, and there are different levels. You know, we're all evolving at our own pace, but they can right. be presented to us on our paths, I think, in forms of a little tests for us, you yeah. know, testing yep. our awareness, you know, in different ways. Well, I also think that in every situation, every situation, you are the teacher and you are the student. At some level, you're going to learn something. At some level, you're going to teach something. And so is the other person. It's a, it's a, you know, as you said, it's a very symbiotic relationship that we have with with each other. We just need to recognize it. It's about mindfulness and awareness and, and really seeking to do that and coming from your heart and knowing that's what you're doing. You are, you are working every day to come from your heart to be in this world. It's so true, so true. And, you know, when, when the two people commit to each other, to being the best they can be, this, this instills um, a kind of a drive in each other to want to be a better person for the other. And, mm-hmm. and by being supportive of each other also, you become a buffer for the other person, which softens their path and, and, and reduces their stress, you know. Right. The way animals are kind of buffers, they soften our path. You know, in a similar way. You know? I think that's why it's so important, for me anyway, I'll give you an example. It's so important to have sacred space within your home. 
And yeah. it started out with me to have sacred space, you know, in the master bedroom. It's like we don't fight here. We can't fight here. This is a place to make love and to sleep, and that's it. Now, you can have a fight outside of the room, but the moment you get in the room, it, anything can happen, but no fighting. Can't have that. That's just not part. That's not on the not on the plan. It's just not going to work. It's just, you know, can't do it. But then it became the whole house. Now it's the house and the yard and the driveway and the street you drive on. So that when right, you come home, right. you know, it's ever there extending. is, yeah, everything ever, leave, leave everything outside and deal with the family inside. And then when you leave and you go to pick up whatever it is that you had left, usually it looks a whole lot better. It's so true. It's so true. And, you know, Yogananda spoke about the purpose of each partner being to, to help uplift the other. It's mm-hmm. really basic just to help uplift the other in a, in a commitment of friendship, of divine friendship and love and loyalty um, that, that would move both the souls, you know, to their truer nature, to their truest nature. And this it is so simple, but I believe it to be so, so true. Um, helping each other being the best we can be and inspiring each other. It creates that beautiful vortex we're talking about, which just lifts Mm -hmm. both people higher and higher. And you can only imagine where it can go. For example, can you imagine two people, uh, one is involved, say, in in a business opportunity, and the other person is inspiring that person daily with encouragement and support and uh, if he asks for suggestions, uh, she can offer suggestions and so forth, of help and, and trying to be of help to him. When, when, when she uh, or he, however, however it goes between the two of them, when the one person is motivating the other person, um, offering words like, that's fantastic, you can do it. You know, there's no stopping, there's no limit to what you can do with it. You literally can create this entire scenario that the other person feels and will accelerate to much higher levels than they would have had they just been on their own. It's, it's right. like an amazing vortex that just um, catapults, it, that's the word, it kind of catapults each other, you know, higher and higher. And um, it's, it's a very, very beautiful thing. And, well, and it's energy, and energy has propulsion. So as you start, if the momentum of it keeps going, it's, it's, it's like walking in a pool, in a round pool. If you just walk in the pool, nothing's happening at first, and all of a sudden now you see all the water's going that way, and it's going round and round and round, and it's not stopping. Even if you stop, it continues to go around. It's the shifting of the right. energy and allowing it to just truly work and build, and energy builds on one another. And it goes two ways. If you're negative, you're going to build that energy too, and that is volatile. You do not want to do that. So, Very you know, true. you have a choice. You have a choice. We always have a choice. Do you want it to be good or do you want it to be not so great? If you want it to be good, then find the goodness within the other and work on that to bring both of you up rather than finding the negative and, and having that be the energy and have that propulsion going. You don't need that. You may recall um, in my book, Akashic Alphabet, um, there is a, one of the, well, several of the vignettes deal with what we're discussing now, but one is entitled Vibration. And the master mm-hmm. painting is a man and woman standing on the Torrey Pines Bluffs in La Jolla, California, embraced in a, in a beautiful, heartfelt hug, just celebrating the profound happiness of each fleeting moment. And that short passage reads, um, 
A series of circular vibrations are resounding from within their devoted hearts, creating rings of limitless life force energy waves, spiraling further and further outward, radiating to all other living beings nearby, continuing out to those in neighboring towns, counties, countries, continents, worlds, stars, galaxies, ad infinitum, to all vistas of creation, showing the vast, extenuating, energetic effects of one simple act of love. And yep. this is it's what, powerful. The, what the vortex is about. You know, it's limitless. It's so powerful. It is. It's powerful. It, it, but people need to understand it's powerful two ways. It's powerful when that happens, but it's also powerful when you bring in fear. I believe there's two, there's two emotions, fear and love. Fear is everything like anger and hatred and violence and all of that. Love is all the good stuff. So if you're dealing with the love part and you're building that vortex, it's going to be good, and the ripple you send out will raise the vibration. But if you're dealing with the negative part, if you're living in fear and coming from fear, you're going to create that vortex as well, and that goes out just as far, sometimes further, because that emotion, for most people, they reach it much more quickly, and it's much stronger and intense. Yes, and... and while we're on this subject of fear and anger, um, I don't, not meaning to get into po- political things in any way. However, mm-hmm. um, there's an enormous amount of fear and concern. Yeah. There. Um, yep. m- you know, much of our country, you know, half of our country is, 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 is hopeful of change, and I think the other half is living in a, in a state of fear right now and, and anxiety. And the anger seems to be building. And let me yeah. say this about anger and fear. Let me stress the importance of this because it's vitally important for us. When we dwell on anything that's dark or negative, we feed it. We give it our energy, which expands it and makes it bigger. When we take our attention away from that, which is dark or fearful, or negative or ugly, then we diminish the energy. This is a yogi perspective. The yogis, when they hear news, for example, of um, of ISIS, you know, killing dozens of people, yes. when they hear that, it's not that they ignore it at, at, by any means. They receive the information. One receives it, you acknowledge it, and then you let it go out like a like a sieve in your mind you just let it pass out beyond and then you send those the people the perpetrators all the love that you have in your heart and light and you see them in that love and light but you do not try not to and it's it's not easy but you try not to harbor that resentment and that that those feelings of vengefulness or attack or what can I do to resist? Because resistance only creates more of the same. We, we need to lose, you know, Wayne Dyer would always say, the number one thing on his list, lose resistance. Yes. And, and it's not that we have to agree. Or it's not that we have to advocate that which we disagree with. But it's best not to be a judge and to label things because very often those things that we think are very negative or that we believe to be destructive or terrible, can actually turn out to be for a reason and much better than we expected. There is yes. 
there's there's this do you know that um there's a story there's a story of the of the farmer uh, uh see it's called the farmer and uh the story of the chinese farmer and i wanted to tell you these couple lines because it's it's so valuable a Chinese farmer receives the gift of a horse, and the horse runs away. You may know this. A neighbor yep. says, that's bad news. The farmer replies, oh, good news, bad news. Who can say? The horse right. returns to the farmer and brings a second horse with him. Good news, you might say. The farmer gives the second horse to his son, who rides it, then is thrown and badly breaks his leg. So sorry for your bad news, says the concerned neighbor. Oh, good news, bad news. Who can say, says the farmer. In a week or so, the emperor's men come and take every able-bodied young man to fight in a war. The farmer's son is spared. Again, one might say, good news. Yet, we don't know the end of this story right. yet. We're living. That's right. As, as so many changes await us. So, consequently, rather than making automatic assumptions and labeling things, I think perhaps it's best to bide our time and observe what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, amazing things can be the result of that which was previously believed to be a negative. And I hope in some way that might offer a little bit of solace to people who are concerned about the political situation right now. Um, It's just best to observe and wait and watch and see what happens. Um, If you believe in it as much... In, in, yeah, yeah, if you believe in a higher, a higher a God of your understanding or whatever, then you understand there's a reason for everything, as horrific as it may look, as horrific That's as things are. There right. is a reason. We're not privy. That's not our job. Our job is to really maintain our own energy field, keep it as positive as possible, and just observe and let it go. I mean, at the end of every yoga class, you know, you're in Shavasana. If anything comes to your mind, just observe it and let it go. That's what you need to do. And just know that it's all going to work out the way that it is meant to work out, and it will be for the higher and greatest good of all. Yes, it's, tr- it's learning to trust. You know, right. it's just learning to trust even against all odds or when, you know, your heart's pounding and you have, you're feeling anger or disappointment. Just trust that, you know, in the, in the divine and that there is a higher power and that there is a divine will, basically. I think, you know, I do think also that, that actually divine will, our destiny, and our free will can exist simultaneously. And I, I think mm-hmm. I'd mentioned that to you before. Yes. It's an interesting mm-hmm. concept, you know, because most people think it's one or the other. It has to be one way or the other. We either have free will or things are de- predestined, which is it, right? But it, it actually, do you know that both can exist at the same time? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, you know why, don't you? They do exist at the same time. Not that they can, but they actually do. They do. And, and mm-hmm. I like to allude to uh, the story of Siddhartha. He's lying on the banks of the river, and he's gazing out to watch the river meandering out about a mile. And so curious to see further, he climbs up to a higher ledge, and then he can see about 10 or 20 miles out to the distant valleys. And then he climbs higher up to the top of a, an adjacent bluff, and he observes the landscape for maybe 100 miles or more beyond the river, across the valleys, mountains, and seas, to the vast horizon. And so the point is is this. 
we have free will to make our decisions and act freely in our present moment. But mm-hmm. somewhere on a higher level, surely it is already known, you know, what we're going to do. Right. So even though we're not aware of our destiny, on another level, on another vibrational level, it is already known. And I think mm-hmm. that it's kind of a deep subject, but it's an interesting one to ponder because most people would think it has to be one versus the other, but really I think it's simultaneous. Yeah, I, I don't think it can be one versus the other because your higher self knows, and if you make a wrong choice, you know when you make a wrong choice, your gut says something wrong. It's not even your head because your head is too logical. If you live from your heart, the feeling that you get, you know when you're on the right path, and when you do something that's not on the right path, you will be shown and you will change. <laughs> that's true. And, so true. Yeah, and and, and it, you do have free will to make decisions, but you always make the decisions that are right for what you chose before you came here. We're not privy to that either. We just come here thinking we know what we're doing, and a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't know what their passion is. They have trouble finding it, figuring out what their job is here and what they're meant to do. And once they start to let go and allow themselves to be in the moment, be with the people, be in the relationship, then they realize, oh, more stuff is coming to me, and, I'm, and they're starting to go down the right path. Yes, I completely agree. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is an interesting and deep topic, and I think it's difficult sometimes for some people to understand. But again, it depends on where you are in the stages of your growth. That's important. That's right. That's right. And remembering always kindness with others who who aren't yet maybe on that path. Because we weren't at one point. It's huge. Loving kindness. (laughs) It's very huge. And And we have to remember that we weren't always loving and kindness. We learned it too, whether it was in this life or a previous life. We had to get to where we are. Each and every one of us, no matter what level you're at, you had to learn as much as you did to be where you are right now. And where you are is where you're meant to be in your journey. And I don't think your journey is just this lifetime. I think your journey is ever-evolving many lifetimes and all that we have to do to learn to, you know, proceed. That's true. That's so true. And, you know, this Valentine's Day, we can remember that there are infinite Valentines available to all of us, but just by giving love, we receive it back to anyone and everyone in our lives, you know, all our loved ones, even strangers. Um, if we send out that beautiful, loving vibration, it comes back. And um, we can have endless Valentines. <laughs> it, it absolutely does come back. I mean, I can't even tell you. I, I spoke to you before the show and told you I started a children's foundation. It, it completely, I did not see it coming. The trajectory of my life completely changed. And although I am an energy therapist and I do do that for a living, you know, what I do for the foundation is what fills my heart with joy and gives me purpose. Tell, I tell get me purpose out. About, out I'm interested about, in knowing about the foundation. Oh, it's a children's foundation. Uh, It's called Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, and it's to help underprivileged children. There are so many children who live in, uh, you know, they're food insufficient. They get kicked out of their home, and they walk out with just the clothes on their back. Okay, you have the clothes on your back and nothing else. You need clothing. You need toiletries. You need food. You might need eyeglasses. You need a place to stay. And 
there's a real fine line of, you know, do we call in state services? Because once you do that, if the kid's like 13 to 16, they're going to run away. So yes. Now, these, is this for that age range primarily? Or what age you know, range does it encompass? Zero to 18. Okay, okay. All children, all children. But okay. because... There are, you know, we don't earn salaries. There's no stipends. It's completely run by volunteers. Every single penny of every single dollar that gets donated comes into the foundation and goes back out to kids in need. And we found these children through the schools. The nurses and the teachers and the guidance counselors know who these kids are. So we make toiletry bags and make sure they have them. Put them in a backpack. Now we're getting the backpack. Set up an eyeglass program for those kids who can't see well. If you can't see, you can't read. If you can't read, you won't learn. If you don't learn, you end up being a statistic. So you are either homeless a member of a gang, drug or alcohol addiction, and unfortunately some of the kids commit suicide. This is not the way to, to go in this world. We need to help these kids as much as possible. And so that's our goal. Our goal is to help them because we firmly believe that we are investing in a brighter tomorrow by giving them a better today. These are what they call the at-risk students, the kids who are out of the uh, plan where everything is free because now their parents have earned too much money. And if you earn too much money, you don't have access to those programs you had one penny ago. So, you know, yeah, yeah, those are the ones that were, that's our target audience. Uh, And and we, you know, there's a lot of underground stuff going all over this country, helping these people and helping children. But, you know, you want to make sure that it's done right in a way that we know the money is going to the kids. It's not going to somebody who's going to take a trip. So it's a, there's a lot to it, but it, it give, does your heart good when you see a smile on a child's face because they put on a pair of eyeglasses and they can see. It's, yes, it's yes. What you're doing is phenomenal. Now, is this, is this in your area, specifically in it the area local, where you live? It's local to my area now, but I have to tell you, and I thought it would take a while, it is growing very quickly. Okay. Well, there's nothing wrong with having it local. Long. I mean, no. you know, you, right. you can probably do more for a, 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 a more limited number of people, you know, as yeah. it, uh, and, until you start growing, you know. Yep. But it is growing. It's growing very quickly. Yes. I mean, we're only 10 months old and, and I'm amazed at how much we have, we have already accomplished. So we're moving forward with that. And that's moving it with love. I did not see it coming. I just was doing my own thing, living my life, you know, living in the moment as best I could, working on people, going to a pediatric hospice when I got called in. I'm a volunteer for that, doing all kinds of things. And then all of a sudden, boom, I saw a commercial and I was like, really? And then I heard a story and I thought, wow, somebody really should do something about that. And then I realized, oh, sometimes when you hear that, the someone that needs to do something is you, T. It's you this time. <laughs> you have to a mover and a shaker. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> no yeah, doubt yeah, at sure. all. <laughs> it's fantastic. Do you get to interact with any of the children and, 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 and know about some of the relief they're experiencing? Sometimes you get to hear about it. Sometimes you see it. But for the most part, it's really not any of our business. We don't need names and addresses. We don't need to know them. We, we kind of see things, for instance, uh, Macy's had a huge sale on coats. These $85 coats were $15.99. I mean, come on. So I bought a oh, boatload yeah. of them. Yeah. You know, and now you've got little kids wearing coats, and they're warm, and they're happy. And, yeah. you know, you, you see them, and you realize, that's a coat I bought. So, yeah, it's a, but just knowing from the people that you work with that you trust, these teachers, these guidance counselors, the superintendents, uh, the nurses, they know the kids. They know which ones need this. They see it every day. And the horror of it, the reality is that sometimes if a kid goes home in a coat, 
and a week later they don't have the coat on, we need to ask questions about that. We need to ask questions because what did happen to that coat? Sometimes that coat gets sold because somebody's got some type of an addiction in the house that they need to pay for. And so yeah. now the child is cold again. So that's when we start acting, asking questions and measures are taken. But, um, yeah, everything that you do from love will come back 20-fold. And, you know, it really will. It's not just tenfold. This is just an outstanding example of the self, selflessness we were talking about without any thought of, of getting anything in return. There's nothing more pure or beautiful than the selfless love that, that, you're, that you're experiencing, you know, that you're giving and what you're doing. This is just it's the ultimate. It's the ultimate. You can't, it's priceless. You cannot get that kind of feeling from anything, and that is the gift that you oh. get back in return. And it's, it's phenomenal. It makes you want to get up in the morning and do things. It makes you strive to be better. It makes you be more compassionate and kind to everyone. And when you hear the negativity on TV, it makes you turn it off and say, you know what? God bless. I'm moving on. And that's all you really need to do is say, God bless. And that's enough of an energy to put it out there to make it positive and send a little love, you know, God bless, and just let it go. And I think that, you know, when I looked through your book again for tonight's show, every single one of these things is, is what we need now, you know. I mean, blessings, compassion, forgiveness, healing, love, peace, spirit, unity, vibration, Zen, we need it all from A to Z. I'm looking through the book saying every single thing in here is what we need right now. We needed it two years ago when we spoke to you on this show, but we need it even more now. And I think that's the important thing to get across to people. If you, you know, the name of the book is Akashic Alphabet. And if you go and look at this beautiful book, it's so beautifully put together. The pictures are fabulous. You get a feeling just by reading the paragraphs and you will know what they feel like because it comes through. The energy comes through your book. It truly does, Trinace. It just comes through and shifts you. Thank you. Thank you, T. You're just so supportive and beautiful. And I appreciate that. With all my heart. <laughs> it's the truth. And I think, you know, people, you need to go out there and, and get the book. <laughs> it, will help, it will help people it, it would, to do everything it, they need to do. It's a wonderful book also for those who are facing uh, eminent life transition, you know, who are yes. in the hospital or who are ill and their loved ones and caregivers because um, there's been a high healing vibration infused into every page of this book in order to help lift people's spirits. And um, you can it was designed it. specifically for that. Uh, it's it's yeah. for everyone. You know, it's for everyone. But um, for, for those in need who are really suffering, uh, uh, I, I, I hope it can be a comfort to them. I think it would. You know, just looking at the cover, I see it every day because it's prominently displayed. This is not a book that I just put on a bookshelf and said, okay, well, that interview is over. That's not oh, what I did. You know, and so I look at it and sometimes I go and pick it up and say, okay, I need a little bit of this, you know, and for the past couple of months, I've felt that this country needs a little bit of unity. So, you know, it's like unity. Let's do the unity. Let's do the vibration. Let's do the forgiveness. And you just read the paragraph and you feel the vibration of that. It evokes the vibrations within you because of the fact that you're reading these paragraphs. So it is very healing. It's a very strong book. Now, I know I'm an energy therapist and I know that maybe that's why, but I've had other people pick the book up and I've said, just go to this one and read it. What do you think? And they're like, wow, that's powerful. And they don't put the book down for quite some time. So I know it works. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you know, when we do come from that place of love rather than fear, if millions of people in the country would just consciously choose to, to send the new president our positive prayers and visions so he'll energetically receive the massive collective energy 
that will mm-hmm. empower him to succeed for the greatest common good because um, a, a collective, uh, authentic intention, which is pure, holds enormous sacred power. Yes. It does. Yes. And it is shifting, and it's not controlling. You're just shifting energy and saying, just make it all powerful and come from love. Then that person shifts because of it. You're not controlling them and making them shift. They're shifting because they feel the energy and they realize, oh, maybe I should look at this a little bit differently from a space of love. And they start to realize, and their vibration goes up, and that's truly what we need to do. And I can't believe it. We're almost at the top of the hour. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know, I know, and we don't even, and we can also even write letters too. You know, not it, nothing yes. doesn't hurt anything to write letters uh, of inspiration and support uh, to to someone in power, because yep. you don't know if Ivanka or any number of people could be reading them, and one little seedling of a suggestion can make the difference. You know. Or even, you know, I did a couple of years ago, I, I did this uh, scholarship program thing where everybody was to write a kind, a, a note of gratitude to someone either once yes. a month, twice a month, yes. once a week, or once a day. I chose the once a day. I had to come up with 365 people to, to send notes to. And it could have wow. been you went into a store and someone helped you and you walked out and you got a post-it and wrote thank you on it and walked back in the store and gave it to them. But you couldn't email anyone. That was the rule. It was a phenomenal experience. It was so great to do. I would suggest doing that because if you write notes to people, when you write it, you feel good. When they get it, they feel good. When they tell you they got it, you both feel good. It's crazy good. It's just... You know, I do it all the time. I'm, people around here know I write notes. If I see an article in the paper, I write a note to the person if I know yeah. them and I say, oh, you know, congratulations on this or good luck with that. Whatever it is, I handwrite notes all the time. And people will often say to me, that's a lost art. Yes, it is, but it's so necessary. Let's all oh, do this. Is? Let's all make sure you thank people, congratulate them, and sincerely mean it. Your life will change because you're coming from your heart. You're coming from that place of love. It's so, so true, and you're, you're just creating all these little mini vortexes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, That's you know, it's kind of fun. <laughs> That's what's happening. That's right. Oh, my gosh. So, okay, we're almost at the top of the hour, but before we go, I really would love it if you would tell our listeners how they can learn more about you, where they can purchase your book, Akashic Alphabet, anything else you want to say. Okay. Um, the book's available. It's, it's uh, distributed through all the nationals, um, Ingram, Baker, and New Leaf. And it's available in all uh, local bookstores and online. It's on Amazon. And it's also available if you want to learn a little bit more about it and see a sampling of uh, the interiors of some of the pages that have, we have 26 uh, master paintings in the book. You can go to the book website, which is akashicalphabet.com, and that's A-K-A-S-H-I-C-A-L-P-H-A-B-E-T.com. And it will give you an idea. There's also, um, we, I've just recently completed a video that's out about the book. Yes. <laughs> and it's on YouTube. So if you Google. And it's beautiful. Journey into the Light, Akashic Alphabet, you can see the, the video. It was actually filmed in uh, Palos Verdes area in the gardens, the sanctuary gardens there. So it has a beautiful vibration. It does. It does. And the book is great. And and you don't have to, you know, look at the video and then get the book because then you can just look at the book and get these vibrations. Seriously, you will get these vibrations. Oh, my gosh. You know, thank you so much for taking time to be here. This has been a wonderful show. I thoroughly enjoyed it. What a great way to kick off a month of love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) 
You are quite welcome. So listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. You know, we live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place as well. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, a lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting. Please be sure to check out our charitable organization for kids, Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, where every penny of every donation goes directly to children in need. We are run solely by volunteers. There are no salaries or stipends. I am also newly the author of a soon-to-be-released children's book, Santa's Tiniest Elves. All royalties from this book go directly to children in need. We are Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, and we believe by investing in a brighter tomorrow, we truly are giving them a better today. So thank you for taking time to visit our website, sojihuggles.org. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio and at Soji Huggles. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
Truly blessed.